See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All right, all right. And hey, 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 we're back at it. And um, I surprised my co-host by just hitting record. We were talking about our video project, which has not seen the light of day, even though I have stuff filmed for it. And it's sad that I don't. I'm so lazy. You know, <laughs> it's really sad. Anyway, who are we? Why are we? What are we? This is Slow Robot Go Go. Big show number 94. And uh, today we're going to be talking about movies and things and people and stuff and... Um, and unicorns. And unicorns, probably. Why not, right? Robocop on a unicorn. That's a thing. And, um, and yeah. And people. Yeah. And things. Yeah. And films. Stuff. And film. movies. And the stuffed animals. The moving pictures, as they said back in the days of funny books. Yeah, and funny and books. <laughs> funny books with no direction. Or some direction. Yeah. GPS direction. That's kind of broken direction. Okay. So anyway, this is Slow Robot Go Go. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, the internet. Uh, soon to be coming to Ham Radio. Uh, my name is Mal. Uh, go to slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com and you'll see things where I say, hey, re- look at this show. And then you can go to uh, our Facebook page and then you can read things like, hey, this show's up now, so go there. And it'll direct you to the to the web page. Or you can go to iTunes and skip all that crap. Or you can go to the hub of entertainment, which is bunchofdorks.com. There you're going to be... Cho- you will be faced with three deadly choices. One, slow road to go-go. I just described that if I need to do any more, you should probably turn the show off. Two, there's a mystery button in the middle. And then the third bottom button is Bunch of Dorks, which is strangely named because it's just me. So let's just say Bucket of Mouth. Okay, uh, so go there, do it, dig it, and all that. What's the middle button, I wonder? And who the hell's sitting here with me listening to me ramble like an idiot? I am Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown, baby! And the, and the middle bucket is this thing called Two Dimension Comic Book Podcast. Uh, it's it's a comic book kind of thing. It's a it's a comic book kind of joint kind of thing, you know? It's a, yeah. It's hip and groovy, it's and all the kids love it. Spike Lee comic book joint. And uh, we haven't done one for four weeks, so Don, get off your ass and let's go do one. Uh. <laughs> right now, there's comic book tumbleweeds going through. They're yeah. they're they're well they're drawn well, <laughs> and they're, and they're rolling really really smoothly because yeah. it's a comic book. If you flip them very fast, it's like a movie. But if you want to go to a a, a a podcast that has things that are happening on it, go to Destination <laughs> Nightmare. That's <laughs> right. Uh, you'll read things like, "Hey, go to Mouse Slow Robot a Go Go." We've got comics posted. We're going to do another podcast soon. We're alive. We're happening. We're hip and we're groovy. So go to Destination Nightmare. And if Two Dimension ever decides to come back, Don, then you can listen to you can listen to it again on and be air, happy. On air callouts. That's right. <laughs> on air callouts. Come to Slow Up and Go Go for meaningless arguments over nothing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Enough said, as Stan Lee would say in the comic books. Does he say that? Yeah, he used to say that. And Excelsior and stuff like uh, that. He's he's all kinds of crazy, isn't he? Yeah, he's like 93-year-old madman. That's the thing. I I think he probably wasn't insane, but they kept the cameras on him yeah. while he turned insane. And now everyone's yeah. like, oh, that crazy old guy who's insane? I and think all like, those yeah. hair plugs that he got maybe hit a nerve somewhere. <laughs> and that would be awesome. If, like... Some hair plugs like would actually just like spike it down accidentally and yeah, hit, hit uh, a brainwave. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt it happened. He'd be like, ah, Excelsior! Excelsior! Enough said, <laughs> true believer. <laughs> Face front. <laughs> Whatever else he said. Oh, those are catchphrases. All yeah, right, so we need a we need a slow robot a go go catchphrase. Yeah, uh, like, I think it's bite me. <laughs> like hey there, or what's up? Yeah. Something really something really catchy. What's up, money? <laughs> Word. What are we in the nineties? <laughs> yeah. Wait, let me go get let me go make my car jump up and down for no reason. Yeah, That's hydraulics. Cool. Vato. <laughs> hey Este, check out my new bouncing car, eh? <laughs> You're like, wow, it's a she. It's a it's a Chevette that's worth about forty bucks, but there's nine thousand dollars worth of batteries and hydraulics on it, so that's cool. And my family's in the back seat. <laughs> We're delivering pizzas right now. It's crazy. 
Oh, <laughs> Enough of that. Yes. <laughs> we love the Mexicans. Yeah, right. We're going to get it. What's that biker gang? What's the the Mongols? Mongols? The Mongols? The yeah, Mongols. are gonna come, Mongols. We're going to get a drive-by by the Mongols. The Mongols, yeah. <laughs> they keep talking bad. There should be bad. a 60s band called the Mongols. Really? Yeah. yeah. Danny right. Trejo will come and machete us up. Well, well, I'll get the Latin players after him, so, yeah. Yeah, that old, nice. Uh, that was an old uh, Miami one, I think. I'll get the Cypress Hill after the him. Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill gang. Yeah, Cypress Hill gang. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, we're way too stoned for violence, bro. I'll be like, ah, shit, we should have got something more violent. Uh, even worse, well, I'll get the guys, the guys from the comic shop, those those nerd like with missing chromosomes to come over and like annoy them to death. That'll be even worse. <laughs> nice. Hey, what the hell are we doing here? We talk about B movies. That's the, that's our job. That's a. That's a. We're gonna get a. Is it our job? We're gonna get written up because we're like way oh, off yeah. track. We're gonna get a write up, a verbal we're warning, a, a verbal for, warning for stern. We're, we're gonna get a stern talking to for not talking about movies. Two strikes of, and you're out. Boom, bang, zoom. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about movies. Hey, what did you watch this week, Doctor Morbius? I watched Some movies. I watched movies that are not movies. Uh-oh. How's that? Is that a flickering image? It's called a television show. Uh, yeah, documentaries. Oh, okay. Cool. I, I did. I did. Uh, You've two been rocking the docks lately. I've been rocking the docks. Hey, I'm learning. It's a learning thing. That's our new know? catchphrase. Brought to you by Slow Rocking the docks. Rocking the docks. Rockin the docks. Are you, are you <laughs> book it. <laughs> it's our new segment. Rocking the docks. What documentary did I watch this week? Okay, well... <laughs> I almost ruined this mic by spitting coffee on it. No, don't do that. Well, I was trolling the Netflix, and there was no good TNA movie, so I said, well, what do I go next? <laughs> it's like, well, my softcore <laughs> porn urges aren't... aren't uh, yeah, my Skinamax flicks, I've seen them all now, so what do I do next? Well, let me see here. They've got something that says British documentaries and such. So nice. I go through there, and I see one that says, Levon Helm... Uh, I ain't, ain't uh, what's the name of it exactly? I ain't in it for my health. Well, Levon Helm was a member of the band that he's not very British, but it was a documentary, and I liked the band, so I watched it, and it was very good. It's about, it's basically about the la- what turned out to be the last year of his life, and oh, wow. how he came back from cancer, and he had a Grammy album, and uh, he kind of was working his way up, but he had. Real bad cancer and almost lost his voice. So it kind of goes through uh, oh, all the turmoils of it, and it also shows all the all the weed he smoked too, which I guess maybe was kind of maybe helping him a little bit. <laughs> with doctor the pain. was like, doctor was like, I think I figured out why you have cancer. Yeah, you smoke yeah. twenty five joints a day. That's not healthy. But Levon was one of the greats, and the band was one of the great bands of all time, and it's definitely a a worthwhile documentary mm-hmm. to watch, and it's on Netflix, and you definitely need to check it I'm out. I'm a big fan of Levi's. Those jeans, those, yeah. those those jeans are tough. Yeah, when I was thinner, I could fit in. Did he have like, any part in those? <laughs> no, he didn't. Oh, no. that's that bad. Yeah, he's one of the greatest rock and roll voices, country voices of all time. But oh, yeah. check it out. You definitely need to see it. It's historical right. rock and roll. Good rock in the stuff. docks. And then the next one I saw right directly afterwards because when I turned off Netflix, I went and went through the cable and I came upon another one of those American Masters PBS documentary on Jimi hendrix so oh, i nice. was watching i was watching the hendrix and that was a lot of fun too i um i have a, I have a lot of admiration for Jimi hendrix even though yeah. maybe it's some of it's ill-placed because you you know he died very young so he didn't have enough people that die young always are more admired uh, than people that don't you know yeah. <clears throat> we didn't see the when Jimi Hendrix turned 90 and was crazy and saying Excelsior and you know yeah. and and he didn't have enough time to wreck his image yeah when he would know. be playing at Diamond Dolls like matinee or whatever you know, <laughs> he didn't get to that point so he's still heralded as a genius but yeah he I did, I genius. dig his stuff you he know I actually bought his last album on vinyl the um what was it called um, Neptune yeah the the Valleys of Neptune yeah 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 it was good I mean, at this point, the family's just cashing in and yeah. finding crap he's done. I'm sure he's done a million things. You know? I think th- I think they pr- they basically said they're done with the studio material, so all they could do oh, now is live stuff. Now they're gonna it's gonna be the real dregs now. You know? But I mean, fr- from watching the documentary, all they, they give you the impression all Hendrix did well, not all he did, but 90% of what he did was just jam in studios with musicians, and it was all on tape. Because they built Electric Lady for him. It's amazing. Like So that's why they have all the material. One of the things that I really um, always kind of find fascinating and admire is like how much like those, the big name musicians, how much they like just collaborate with everyone. You know what I mean? Like White Stripes, the, the guy from White Stripes, uh, Jack White. Jack White. 
He's played with everyone from, you know, Willie Jeff Nelson, Willie Nelson, to Insane uh, Clown Posse, five, yeah. six, seven, eight. He plays with everyone. And he'll be on our show soon. And he'll, yeah, he probably will. He'll be like, oh, you got a guitar here. And I'll be like, yeah, he'll play for a while. Yeah, it's a shout out to Jack. Come on down. Yeah. You know, give he, us some uh, get He's, he's going to show up. He's like, can I have some sandwiches? I'll be like, yeah, here's some sandwiches. Now come on in and let's talk. And he's yeah. like, ah. You know, it's just, you get paid in sandwiches or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's But it's very, I almost admire it how much uh, open-minded they are, you know, like playing with everyone. And like, the, like, the, uh, you'd listen to Daltrey from The Who and he'd be like, yeah, we went down we just go to shows to check people out and yeah, yeah, meet them and talk yeah. to them and learn from them and stuff. And you're like, wow. And actually, that brings me to another point. We really do want guests on this show. So if like Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, <laughs> Eric Clapton. I know. If Jimi Hendrix wants to show up and play, um, he can. I'll, you, you know, I'll turn on the amp for you know, him. Any, any, you know, Jack White, um, you know, any, any musicians, <laughs> any actors or whatever, please. please Jack feel Black. Free. Jack Black. Cause Jack, I did that Jack Black, Jack White Jack, hair, yeah, that, that did, uh, parody, yeah. which I don't think hit. No, Jack, Jack Black wouldn't shut up, though. It'd be tough to get him to stop talking, but, you know, we have a good show. Well, no, I'd go have a sandwich. I'd yeah, be like, all right, and here's Jack Black. And he'd be like, <laughs> and I would just like, go sit down and watch a movie. Yeah, exactly. So we need guests. I mean, yeah. you know, whoever it is, Tracy Lord, <laughs> uh, strippers. Uh, insane clown posse. Uh. <laughs> they might show up. I am, I'm actually. A ju- I am. I have all their stuff. I'm. A, I, I listen to their music. So uh, you know, they, I can we, hang we, with you the can, You can Skype. You can Skype us. Yeah. We'll have a Skype up soon. We, you know, we can talk movies. We can talk music. Sure. Anybody, you know, a Burt Backrack. Uh, you and know, others. And others, whoever, all please. Right. We need guests. Please come on. Come on down. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, that so it? That's what I watched. That's yeah. all you watched. Okay. I, I had a pretty active week this week, thank God. I was another one that was rocking the dock, as the kids say, nice. or may not say. Indie Game the Movie. This was uh, following the the formulation of a couple of big indie games. Um, and one thing I noticed about all almost all the new documentaries, <clears throat> they really, because of the success of King of Quarters, mm-hmm. or King of Kong. Is that a... Uh reality show no no it was the documentary where oh, oh about oh, oh. donkey kong oh okay and it was such a huge hit because they really set up like good guy the good the unknown little guy fighting the big bad um i forget what his name is billy mitchell i think whoever was like he's yeah. he's some older guy who's who like has a lot of titles he was the first guy to do to to hit the kill screen in pac-man but he's one of those guys, like, and they set it up like good guy versus bad guy. Yeah. And they really skewed it, like, hard. <laughs> so you really hated Billy Mitchell, uh, and you okay. really wanted this guy to do it. And uh, since that was popular, King of Kong. Maybe it was King of Kong. King of Quarters. I, I damn it, why can't I remember the name of it? Anyway, I'll look it up. Um, ever since that was such a success, a lot of the newer documentaries set up, like, they make sure at least one person is a bad guy, so there's an arc and someone to root for and someone not to root for, even mm-hmm. though it's a documentary. Okay. Yeah. And this one did the same thing, where they had three three different uh, makers <clears throat> of indie games, which indie games can hit or miss, and um, there's there's millions and millions of dollars at stake with every single one of them. Okay, well, well, I need maybe some clarification. Uh-huh, maybe uh-huh. we maybe the folks out there some. What's an indie game? Well. With the inception of the newer gaming systems, uh, you know, PlayStation 3, uh, Xbox, and uh, to some degree, I guess not really the the Wii, there, there's a big, uh, well, and, oh, and I should say like iPads and stuff, everything like, um, um, damn it, what's that thing, uh, Candy Crush, mm-hmm. or World of Goo, or like there's a lot of games where it's just one or two people. And they make some kind of silly flash game, and it hits, and it hits big, you know. And the ones that make it, these people are instantaneous, like millionaires, uh, many times over. Dude, but slow robot a go go game. Yeah, Mao and Doctor Morbius just aimlessly wandering around. Yeah, just, just just aimlessly walking around and, and like annihilating people. Let's, we we any indie gamer dudes out there? <laughs> we we have got the characters. <laughs> Come to us, please. I think they could think of something. But there's a lot at stake, and there's a lot of what happens is there's a lot of hours at stake, and yeah. like that's what it is. Like it, they these like one of them was the two guys, um, I, and I I can't remember the names of the games that they made. One was Fez, that was the bad guy, 
<laughs> that was the guy that, like, they he split with his partner because he was couldn't work with him, and he, and he was, and and it was delayed like, like year after year after year, and then people were finally getting angry at him, and then there was one guy who made a hit game, Braid. He made a game called Braid, which hit, and even though his game got like really high praises, he like kind of he saw everything negatively, which it was very odd. He was a very odd guy. Everything was negative, even though people were like, oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever. And he, his whole thing was, you're, you misunderstand the game or whatever. And they're like, okay, well, you're still a millionaire a million, many times over and everyone loves your game, so shut up. And then there was the two guys that you were rooting for who slaved over a game and slaved over a game and then finally it released to Xbox uh, Live and they and it was a huge hit, you know. So it was one of those things where, but they set it up just like the same way where there, like, there was one guy you didn't like, there was one guy that was kind of odd, and then there was the two that were you were like emotionally invested in. And they edited it well. So that was a good game. I mean, that was a good movie. If you have any interest in gaming whatsoever, I'd advise watching it. Then I watched this terrible thing called The 100 Degrees Below Zero. <clears throat> I don't remember it. And then I watched Escape from L.A. And then uh, I watched Lewis Black, a comedy... Uh, Comedy thing from Lewis Black, oh, who's okay. I, I actually I think he's really funny, and then I watched T two and fell asleep on the couch. Hey, and somebody from Escape from L A is going to be in our uh, feature. That's film. right. We're not going to tell you who, but that's right. You remember Cleveland? Yeah, I do. I remember Cleveland, yeah. and that's it. So you got anything else? We're going to go to let's go to a trailer break. Trailer. Trailer break, and when we come back, we'll talk about things. Andy Warhol's Frankenstein, rated X, is here. Walt Disney's turning in his grave. Newsweek magazine says. Andy Warhol's Frankenstein is a perversely fascinating movie. Very bloody. Gory. Gory. It was a trip. Playboy says, swooping bats, severed limbs, human entrails, a hideous decapitating gadget, and some well-turned breasts and buttocks are among the treats that slither off the screen. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a type of movie I've never seen before. Sickening. I think it was an excellent film. Judith Christ in New York Magazine says... Andy Warhol's Frankenstein has some very funny things going for it. If you like Andy Warhol, you like Frankenstein, you like X-rated movies, you like night... Yeah, it's freaky movies. It's a really freaky movie. Andy Warhol's Frankenstein from Bryanston Pictures. Rated X. Under 17, not admitted. David Carradine. Roddy McDowell. Eli Wallach, Erica Creer, Jeff Cooper, and Christopher Lee star in the adventure inspired by Bruce Lee. The adventure that breaks all tradition. Circle of Iron. Rated R. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Let me get my gun. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, and we're back. <laughs> so yay for those two things. I can't remember. I think I did Circle of Iron. That and, was and um, yeah, and that other thing too that was called. What's his I name? Frankenstein. Now. Andy, Andy Warhol's Andy Frankenstein. Warhol's Andy Warhol did not direct, but he stuck his name on because back in the seventies, Andy Warhol he was gold. Cool. He just printed gold bars, and they were real. Oh uh, yeah, he just sh- and gold. T- and for clarification, I was right about both of them. Both of the names. It is called officially the King of Kong, a fistful of quarters. So that is. I was I, my brain had fractured it, but it was actually that's the entire thing. Not to be so. confused with a fistful of yen. Yes, which which is a better yeah one. episode. Uh, so what do you got? What are we doing today? What's our top ten today? Top ten comedies. Top ten comedies. Top that's going to be a funny list, isn't ha, it? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Worst pun ever. Yeah. That's anyway, funny. should I go first or show no, you? No, please go ahead. Oh, thank you very much for that. <laughs> What, do we hit the polite button all this time? Yeah, just for a second, and then we're going to get dirty and nasty later. <laughs> Don. <laughs> What's with Don? King Don, I... I, I I'm just the views, the views represented here are not necessarily those of Mao or Slower Over to Go-Go, Inc. I'm just kidding. I love the Don. Anyway, top, ten, top ten movies of all time. Uh, number one, not necessarily in the order, Blazing Saddles, one of my favorite. Oh, how did that not make my list? One of my favorite oh my non-PC, uh, that is racist, a, oh borderline God, racist, such a funny movie. but funny movie, unbelievable, You not couldn't be made today. Oh, no way. Oh, my <laughs> God. Never, uh, never, never. Airplane. 
Nice. Another another bizarro goofball made by the Zucker brothers who will be named later I'm in another starting movie. Starting to question my list. I missed those both of those. Uh going back to the olden days, A and C, which would mean Abbott and Costello. Wow. Me Frankenstein, a classic. <laughs> I don't have one any of the answer. greatest, greatest, greatest. Uh Animal House, of course. Mm. Gotta gotta have the Animal House fraternity. Uh just a shout out to Richie Incognito, who acts like he's still living in Animal House. Oh my God, what's with this guy? <laughs> he's, a, he's John Belushi, man. He's oh, Bluto. He's a train wreck. <laughs> They've got to put him down. They've got to get it. Like, <laughs> put him down. He's got to go away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the mob has to, like, get rid of him. <laughs> the NFL mob. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> let's see what else. I, this movie still cracks me up. I watched it. I watched an edited version of it a few months ago on. Uh, on uh, some channel there, I don't remember. National Lampoon's Vanca- Vacation. It still cracks me up. Yeah, that's it's a funny just, movie. That yeah, I can relate to the 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 the, sh- the crap that happened. That's a funny movie, but it never hit that level with me. And I, I, and I don't know why, because everyone around me like just loves that movie. And I, I I'm not. I don't, it's not that I don't like it, but it didn't kill me like it. It slays people. It just like, kills like, me. I mean, like literally, it's just like it's the funniest thing in the history well, of the when, world. When that like, girl says, "My daddy says I'm the best French kisser in town," <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "No, no, they didn't say that." <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Kentucky Fried Movie. Nice. Back with the Zucker Brothers. Oh, another yeah. classic. The, the, my favorite of all the, uh, you know, whatever you call it, one, the segment, the uh, segment the comedy skits, movie, yeah. the skit movie or whatever, my favorite. Uh, going back to Inspector Clouseau, A Shot in the Dark with Peter Sellers, one of the greatest. Wow. Oh, my God. That is so, that movie. like That's highbrow comedy. That, that, that Dude, you got to watch this movie. He is so great in that movie. Oh, I know. It. I, I remember it now, but that's like. Oh, man. Oh, classicness, <laughs> classicness. This one still cracks me up, Spinal Tap. Still gets yeah. me, man. It this it's like it nails rock and roll. It nails heavy metal. Oh my god! Do you know it, it, to those? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah go ahead. I had this awkward. I I go to what the same barber barber shop, and it's really near to my house. But it's just one of those old school like old guys Does cutting guy have hair. Like a, the, yeah, the strap, the strap with the yes, yes, yes. It's a hundred percent old school. This guy, the last guy I had is sitting there and he wouldn't stop talking about Spinal Tap. <laughs> and this, you could tell he was like some ex, ex like junkie or something. Like he was uh, probably a heavy metal guy in the 80s and, yeah. and here we are. And I'm sitting there and I don't think he got the visual cues that I don't really talk. Like the one guy I always go to, John. Uh, I go, hey John, hey how you doing? Good, how you doing? Good. That's it. He knows what my haircut is. Yeah, he knows yeah. everything. Like I don't talk. This I just sit there quietly. And he's just rattling on about Spinal Tap. And I was like... Yeah, it's a really funny movie. Ah, uh, you remember that at Stonehenge? I was like, yeah, dwarfs. And, like, like I know the whole thing, and it's funny, but oh my god, he wouldn't stop. I'm like, all right, let me get out of here. Yeah, I, my 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 one barber experience was when I was at a barber shop once, and I got a, again a different guy, and yeah. I said, just cut the you know the front and the back medium length, and uh, I got to take my glasses off because you know yeah, I, mean, yeah, I me can't too. really see what they're doing. All of a sudden, I hear. I hear the you know the the lawnmower yeah. going in the back, and I went, whoa, yeah. what? And I, I literally got up and yelled at the guy. I go, I didn't tell you to freaking buzz the back of my head. I wanted to cut meet him. He's like, I'm sorry. I go, and I just threw five bucks. I go, here's five bucks. I'm not going to pay you. And I just walked out like angrily or whatever. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I know. I'm like, I'm like a stickler for like, hey, if I'm paying you for something, you do it as I say <laughs> you do. There so. you go. All right. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. The yes. Holy Hand Grenade. Oh, yeah. Saw it in the theaters when it came out. Look at the bones! (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go old school again. Arsenic and Old Lace. Mm. This was uh, Cary Grant and Peter Lorre, and it was based on a play, and it saw it... My parents loved that movie. Saw it recently, still cracks me up. I think they have that on, like, VHS. Like, they they watch that a lot. Classic comedy. There's a lot of classic comedies that I didn't get into, because the ones that I'm talking about, I, I... this cracked me up more because they were either ruder, or, or I saw them at a well, different time. Well, they stick time. out. They hold, they, you know, they hold the value to you, you know. Up in Smoke is still like I up know. there. I should have. I really labored over smoke. putting uh, Cheech and Chong on. It still I, cracks me up. Those idiots still crack me oh up. Oh my god, all of them are so funny. They're so dumb. <laughs> They're so <laughs> dumb. They're just like, so just like some guy turning into a lizard because of the weed he's smoking. You're like, what the hell's going on here? It doesn't even matter. Doesn't it matter. transcends everything. It does, it's just, it's just dumbness. You don't even have to be a stoner to like laugh at that stuff. It's just crazy. 
And, and and for the holidays, I still crack up at this movie, A Christmas Story. It still nice. cracks me up. But I I wanted to say something because we you, we talked about before on another episode how you can't watch uh, Mel Gibson movies because you can't stand the guy. Basically, yeah. there was movies by a, a gentleman that made some funny movies in his early days. Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> no, <not> Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> wow, there you go. <laughs> Dustin off the real real <laughs> yeah. pop culture. Pop no, culture more like Woody movie. Allen. Oh, I used to yeah. like his early movies. Yeah, can't like watch Bananas and uh, and and, and the Sleeper and because uh, you know what he because you know what a dirt little you dirt know he what he did and you're like. Oh, I don't care. So for you yeah, anymore. I can't put his movies in there. Yeah, so. I know. Sleeper was one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh my dude, god. Dude, he played against him and bananas and all that crap. Remember stuff. in Sleepers when he was running and they those genetically huge bananas that he kept on slipping and falling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a different level of comedy. Yeah, you know? it was. But and uh, yeah, you just you just know what he, he did. He messed you, it up. You can't watch it anymore. He was doing something real wrong. All right, is that your list? Done. All right. Oh my gosh. Wow. We had two shoutouts. I should have done this in the beginning of the show. Um, I'll do those right before our other thing. All right, so we have our top ten, and uh, honor. I have honorable mentions, of course, because I can't keep anything to ten. All right, this is in no order either, because I tried to put them in order, and I was like, I can't. You can't. They're they're from different generations. They're from different times yeah, in my life, yeah. and I just couldn't do it. At, at one point, you may be crack up at one movie, and then all of a sudden, this is the funniest thing ever. And then a month later, you see this was the funniest. Oh thing yeah, ever. yeah. All right, the Blues Brothers. Um, That's the movie that you had the same feeling. That's, I'm glad you said that one because I had the the exact reverse. You know how you said about National Anthem's Vacation, how you people uh-huh, laugh? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I had the reverse of it. That, that movie so didn't that's, crack me up. Oh, no, this one was... It was okay. To, and to me, this was one of the the most comi- comedy-driven movies in the history of ever. You yeah, know. That, that one has the, the, the same effect. Yep, yeah, and that's just the way comedy is. Yep. Uh, Austin Powers, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I have an Austin Powers pinball machine, so that says I'm kind of a... Yeah. I, I know that they really dropped off but I still think they're funny. Even the third one, which is not that good, I laugh. Hmm. I laugh a lot. I wish they'd make a fourth one. Okay, this one will never get near your list. Dude, where's my car? Oh, that, piece of <laughs> that movie is just off the charts stupid for Whatever. me. It's so funny. Yeah, I, I laugh <laughs> I a lot. I saw it, though. I saw it. I laugh it was a stupid. lot. It had some parts that were funny, but it wasn't funny enough for me. Okay. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. That, was, that, was, that one was one where I just... Um, just couldn't stop laughing. Uh, Jim Carrey was great, and uh, who was the who was his, uh, Jeff Bridges? No, no, Jeff I'd... something or other. Oh shit, doesn't matter. All right. I, to me, you know what? Jim Carrey jumped the shark for me. I think. Really? I think he pushed it too much. He's on my he's on my list twice. Well, there oh. you go. Uh, so uh, then I have uh, Naked Gum, na- the the Naked Gun yeah, from one. the Files of the Police Squad with OJ. OJ, oh yeah, he and Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen was comedy gold. He was. He was so funny and he was an airplane. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Surely you must be joking. No, I'm not joking. And please don't call me Shirley. <laughs> exactly. There, that movie was nonstop. Air, airplane. Yeah. It was just, and I, I've watched that. Was, that's one movie that I've watched about a hundred million times, and a hundred and a hundred million and one, I'll still see something new that I, that you didn't see before. Like there was yeah, this, yeah. there was this so one side gag in the yeah, background. Yeah, and that like there was the one part where he took an egg out of a mouth and he cracked it. This bird flew, and I don't think this guy was supposed to react this way. There's a dude in the very back row with an afro, and the bird buzzed him, and he like went, yeah, he like jumped up in the air, and that that's funny, and that's not even part of the gag. It's just there, nothing isn't funny in that airplane movie. Uh, okay, what where was I? Uh, okay, Kentucky Fried Movie, yeah, of course. That yeah. is um, that movie is what I consider comedy. Um, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, which is my second Jim Carrey yeah. movie, just nonstop for me. I laugh a lot. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yep. Gotta give respects. You know, that, that movie is really good. One movie that I didn't anticipate would be good, but then turned out to be very good, was South Park, the movie. Yeah. And they, the reason it, it worked was because they made it a musical. And they made it a musical of, of and things they sang were unconscionable. Like, if that wouldn't have been a, a musical, it, yeah. you couldn't have gotten through the 90-some minutes, or you know, or hour and a half, whatever it is. Well, that, duh. Yes, the 90 minutes or or even longer, an hour and a half, you couldn't get through it because of, it would just be like dr- dragging on, but the musical stuff and Satan with Saddam and it's a, it, that movie's out of control. I almost did their Team America, but that's such a nasty movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, they're, they're nasty movies and they're out of control. 
But I, I still say that you can make a South Park movie, you can make a Team America movie, but you'd be hard pressed to make a remake of Blazing Saddles today. Oh no, you couldn't. You couldn't. It's different. It's he different. Went, he's he's he went wrong to the max on and that he, and movie. it's a different thing though. Yes, it's a different thing. It's and it's like yeah, like because they had that puppet scat where the yeah, puppet yeah, was yeah. crapping on the other one. Whatever, and, yeah. But. That's very over the top offensive, but it's a it's not the same. Yeah. Mel 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 Gibson. <laughs> Mel, Mel Gibson. Brooks. Mel Brooks highlighted what was wrong with society in a com- in a comedic way yeah. and it worked. And it it works to this day, like when you yeah, watch yeah, those yeah, old yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. Um I have a I have a I think I have a box of his stuff. Alright, uh next one, Police Academy, the original one. Oh, I don't care if Steve Gutenberg isn't it. That movie makes me laugh a lot with Bubba Smith and and Bobcat Goldthwait oh as the, the bad guy. <laughs> he's like a serious director now. Yeah. He makes wrong comedy. Yeah, now. yeah. He's he's, like, I admire him. I like him. Believe it or not, I like the guy. I think he's funny. I think he's a good guy. Um, And the last one on my official list is Big Trouble in Little China. Is that... I guess it is a comedy. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah, comedy. I know it's like an action comedy, but I still consider it a comedy. Honorable mentions. Grandma's Boy. Spaceballs. Idiocracy. And Top Secret. I never liked Top Secret. Then yeah, uh, I thought that was really stupid and weird. Like and then of course I have to add Airplane. I had to steal one from your list because I I was laboring over that and um, Kentucky Fried Movie, and I had to make Kentucky Fried Movie win it just because. Be. I, I mean that's just. It's a funnier movie, but yeah. Airplane's like. Airplane's yeah, Airplane right, should right have made my list, it. you know. Yeah. All right, that's our list. I'd say email with yours, but don't do that. I don't care. All right, and we're gonna do a quick trailer break, and then when we come back. We're going to be on to our actual movie, and I'm also going to read some stuff I should have read in the beginning of the mo- of the show. All right, so there's that thing. Hey, you want to get high, man? Does Howdy Doody got wooden balls, man? I got a joint here, man. I've been saving for a special occasion. Hell, fire up. Hey, I hope the drums don't mess up your upholstery, man. Nah, I'm in a band too, man. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm a lead singer, man. Ah, that's it. Yeah, we play everything from like Santana to El Chicano, man. You know, like everything. Hey, I'm just a love machine. And I don't work for nobody but you. I'm just a love machine. And I don't work for nobody but you. Well, my temperature rise and then I go for her thighs. And then I say, fuck, I'm only in my shoes. some Labrador in it. What's Labrador? It's dog shit. What? Yeah, my dog ate my stash, man. I had it on the table and the little motherfucker ate it, man. Yeah? So I had to follow him around the little baggie for three days before I got it back. Really blew the dog's mind. You mean we're smoking dog shit, man? You die, I know. And I'm singing his song All the little birds on the daybird street Love to hear the robin boat Sweet, sweet, rockin' mommy Sweet, sweet, rockin' mommy We had a, a, a brief uh, discussion over uh, over our Cheech and Chong mm-hmm. thing there Talking a little bit about like comedies How comedies more than any other movie, I think Any other genre Really falls out of favor quickly Um 
you you know you kind of move on in life or you change your your views change and they just kind of they become not funny to you yeah so i mean this list the list that i gave anyway was these are ones that are funny throughout my entire life and hopefully forever you know that's a tough thing though like if you think of a what would you say ferris bueller uh-huh yeah just not it doesn't happen for me anymore i yeah. thought it was real funny when i saw it in the movie theater yeah. now when i watch it it's just like not for any other reason than you know, he just seems to be a little too smarmy, yeah. and the smarm wears off for me after a while. And then, and, and even stuff like uh, meatballs or stripes. Yeah. Like watch stripes now. It's like, oh god. What about Caddyshack? You think that still holds up? Dangerfield's I, great. I it? haven't watched it for a long time. I like I liked great. Caddyshack a lot. Yeah. And I'm I I can't believe I didn't even think of it. But even stuff like American Pie. Yeah. That was like a like, huge comedy hit. Everyone's yeah. funniest thing in the world, and then you watch it now, you're like, whatever. It just uh, it kind of goes away, and you know. Yeah, and I, we didn't put any of the scary movies in there because it's like, why? Well, and the first scary movie was brilliant. Was it really funny? Oh okay. yeah, it was great. It I was, saw one of them, and I didn't even like it that much. Yeah, now we're at scary movie five, and it's like, oh my god, please stop doing yeah. this, you know. And then they have scary movie, action movie. Uh, yeah. Pretty soon they'll have porn <laughs> movie, the comedy or whatever. It's just yeah, the first, and that's what it is. The first one hits, and they're like, oh my god, people actually like this because it was really funny. You know, uh, but then after a while, you're like, yuck, please stop doing this, please. Right. And they and they don't. All right. So enough of our top 10. I did. I should have. These are two shout things. Out. These are things I should have said at the beginning of the of the show. Uh, a shout out to two of our newest listeners. Uh, these their names have been slightly changed to protect the innocent. Uh, Andrew Blue for liking our post uh, of uh, Girls Are Assholes. And uh oh I can... C- I miss that one. <laughs> Ike... Ike... Hold on. Ike... I, I was practicing doing this, and I can't say his name. Ikea Connus? Ikea Connus, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. He's Is now following... Japanese? Fo- no, uh-uh, he's from Canada. And he, he's now following our show. Uh, it looks like... Um, so thank you very much, both of you. And I, I'm sorry for butchering your name, Ikea Connus. That mu- must be what it is. Ike... I A C O N I S. Ikea Connus. I don't know yeah. what that means. It doesn't matter. Maybe it's his name. Maybe he likes Ikea. Iconus. Ikea Iconus. Good saying that. Cracking me up. And you're like, oh my God. Like, dude, you're all right. And that, yeah, and that, now he's going to stop following the show because he's like, this dude butchered my if, name. If I'm it done. It is a here. dude. I don't know. It could be a, a lady. Nah, profile. Profile was a dude. Profile. Okay, you profile. No, no woman would ever listen to this show. Just. <laughs> <laughs> in the history of ever, and now none, zero. <laughs> All right, and how about the news? Uh, and thank you both for for liking and uh, following us. That's really great. How about the news that Blockbuster officially shut its doors? I thought they were done years ago. What? But I, w- I kind of did too. But then they were like, "Oh, they're officially." And I was like, "Whoa!" They had three hundred shops. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we all we often talk about how. Uh, well, well, just last week we were talking about video stores. Yeah. That is the official nail in the coffin, well, man. Well, you know what? Uh, you know they were the uh, they were they were the uh, jerks that basically killed the mom and pop stores. Yeah. And, pretty, and, and it lasted a long time. So, good goodbye and good riddance to you, Val. Yes. And you know IKEA Connus. IKEA Connus. <laughs> Dude, I mean. <laughs> I wish there was somebody to say, look, send us an audio file of how do you say your name, because now that's gonna, I'm sitting there the whole day like, Ikea Connus. It almost sounds like, I, it almost I, sounds I, like you're, you're supposed to be saying something bad. Yeah, you're like, oh, dude, keep saying that. Did you see that puppet scat? Yeah, it was right after the Ikea Connus scene. And you're like, oh, wow, they did it on stage, or on, on, on film? Moving on. Yes, moving on. Um, <laughs> what the hell are we talking about this week? Oh, are we, did we watch a movie this week? Yes, we're, ta- we're 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 talking about a movie that is named after my favorite tasty beverage. Hold on. Beer? Whiskey? Ah. Uh, no, soda? something much hotter and much blacker. <laughs> On many levels. Coffee. Yeah. It's the color. Thing. Coffee is the color. Yeah. Coffee is the name of the movie we're watching. With Miss Greer. Pam, Pam Greer. Greer. Yes. The movie uh, that made her a star. Long say. before she was Carjack Malone, yep. who left Snake Plissken in Cleveland. Yep, yep. You remember yep. Cleveland? That was a long time ago. Yep, I don't yep. go by Carjack no more. <laughs> yeah, this bad. is the movie yeah. that put her on the map, made her an action hero, heroine. Yeah, coffee, coffee was 
um, one of those black exploitation movies that it was a lot better than it should have been. I think. Yeah. Um. I like when I was watching it. But, um, it, was, but it was was pretty silly in spots. Oh yeah. Well, it don't don't get us wrong. This is a black exploitation <laughs> movie, and this is a low budget one. I think they said five hundred thousand was the budget. Well, you know what the deal was that uh, th- this was directed by Jack Hill, which was one of Corman's. You know, uh, main guy, Sid Haig, another mm-hmm. Corman regulars in it. Oh, yeah, Sid Haig shows up. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know it's a win-win right there when Sid Haig shows up. <laughs> He's like, I'm just, I'm fresh from my, my stop at, on Alien Planet or yeah, whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, Philippines. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm fresh from, I just got off the women's prison farm, and here I am, like, as one of the stooges for the pimp or whatever. He just shows up. He's like, what am I here? Oh, an enforcer? Great. Okay. Great. Just, let's and, roll. And roll. Uh, we're, no wasting, we're wasting daylight. Just, just, just roll. No lines. I'll just leer like at women's breasts and like you know drool and make off-scene jokes or whatever. Anyway. Oh man. Anyway, the deal was that AIP was supposed to get the movie Cleopatra Jones, which was uh-huh. going to be like the big you know black female exploitation right, right. thing, and they law and they lost it. They lost it to another studio, so they quickly get Jack Hill and go, hey, let's just go ahead and do, like, uh, you know, one of these. And they got Pam Greer, who was fresh from Big Dollhouse, Big Birdcage or whatever. And, you know, they came up with this thing in I don't know how many days, but, you know, it was a hit. It was a big hit for AMP. Yeah. This was almost... I guess this. I guess that's very typical of most black exploitation movies, but it's almost sexploitation, too. There, there is tons of of sex or nudity. There's tons of nudity, and there's tons and and uh, but yeah, it, uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe this movie. It's it's action. It's a it's a it's a very common. Um, it's a revenge. It's movie. a revenge flick. Kill Bill, Lady Snowblood esque. You know, like not Kill Bill, but like Lady Snowblood. Even style even like Death and, Wish in a way. Yeah, you know, even though it was yeah, before yeah. Death Wish, you know, she's avenging her sister. That made got made a comatose, yeah, yeah, by a dealer or whatever. So she's she's an avenging angel out there going to you know right wrong in the. There's a lot of weird plot twists in this. One of the things that struck me most about Coffee was the, like I said, it was very competently shot. Oh yeah, Jack Kill was a good director. It looked a lot better than it had any business looking. I mean, everything that uh, there was a couple times where dummies that were getting drugged behind cars didn't quite fit the bill. But what are you gonna do? There was no, you know, like there was no microphones in the boom mics in the in the shot. The, the acting was good. Yeah. The yeah. the framing was great. You know, it, there oh. was nothing wrong with this film. Of all of Corman's directors in the '60s that made it big, Jack Hill was a guy that should have but didn't. He came along with Coppola, with Nicholson, with Scorsese. He with, was the uh, anvil the, of the. Yeah. He was. <laughs> he he ended up just basically doing exploitation. He didn't he didn't move on to do like a Godfather. Or a or a you know a taxi a driver or anything like that for whatever reason I don't know I mean there's a book on him which I'm probably I'm gonna try to read it or whatever but he was of that school young guy in the 60s and he was making the exploitation movies like uh, uh, you know working like on the the biker ones and working on the, some of the horror ones but he never he never got wow. past he had you know what it is when the 70s hit he was having hits with. The big dollhouse, the big birdcage, and all that. So he was making money doing that, and the other guys just decided to go and do mainstream movies. I'm gonna hit. set off into yeah. Hollywood and make real and movies. They, and they hit big. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it was a big, it was a major movie. But The Godfather could have been a Corman movie. It was, it was a, it was a mafia movie, but Coppola elevated it to a higher level because he was a, he of his artistry. He took a, a novel which was The Godfather of Mariposa, which was basically like a pot boiler, like a soap opera, like a can, and he turned it into this incredible like microcosm of what America is and what family is. He took it to mm-hmm. another level. Jack Hill was a competent director that never ever made that leap. Never took it to another level, but within the framework, I think of what he worked with, like you said, it was competent. There was things in there that should have made him a bigger director. I was, I was, came. I sat down and was waiting for this to become a Rudy Ray Moore, Rudy no, Ray it, Moore it joint. It, can get, and, it almost gets there at some point. Which, yeah, which is hilariously bad, you know. Yeah, no, and there's no. never that. It's never that. It's never like something where you would no. point and laugh at it. You actually watch it and you're like, some parts are formulaic. Of course, this is that's what these oh, are, yeah, you know. Yeah. But you're like, wow, you know. Yeah, I mean, There's when, a lot when of good King stuff. George comes out in his pimp suit. Oh, my God. That, looking like Elton John or something. That guy. That cracked me up. I have that guy has been in tons of television. Oh, yeah. He was in, ton, it was in tons of George. 
Was it? No, it wasn't George. It was I forgot what his name was, but he he did zillions in the seventies. He this guy King George shows up with this pimp suit, and it's the one where like there's a chain and there's a cape off it's of got one the jump side. Jumpsuit and the Elton John glasses. I contend that even in the seventies, people would have stopped and laughed oh, at yeah. him, like because oh, yeah. they they always show that as like being so like sophisticated and rich. There is no way people would have stopped and pointed at him and laughed. Even yeah, in the seventies, they would have stopped their Mustang and went, ah, <laughs> "Look at you!" and burned rubber and you know and listened to sticks or something. But it was like, no way can you ever have that level of like opulence and not be pointed out and made fun of. You know. And, and you know another thing. And this is just like a little minor thing, and, it, and it's it's interesting. But I never noticed it before. And she still looks beautiful before and after. But Pam Greer got a nose job. Somewhere along the way. Oh, yeah. I never really noticed it, but when I saw this movie and I saw her profile in a couple of scenes, oh, yeah, she that's why she looks different. Yeah, she she changed her appearance a little, a little bit. bit. To the better, to the better, but she still looked beautiful in this movie. She was strikingly beautiful. Oh, yeah, in her, in her prime. Wow. Like, and one of the things that's most, I, we've talked about it on air a couple of times about, you know, 70s boobs, yeah, 60s yeah, and yeah, 70s, yeah, how yeah. women don't look like they do now because there's no, yeah, uh, no. there's no fake boobs and stuff. She looks like she looks now. Like yeah. she looks like women now back then. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's an for hour, real. <laughs> an hourglass for real look, and yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. good God, woman, you know. Good golly, Miss Molly. Yeah. And she's very pretty, you know. And and the thing about her too is that she's pretty, but she can kick ass. Yeah. You believe her that she's beating somebody up? Yeah. And like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of these women in these movies, they do these kicks, and they're like. It looks like they're doing ballet or something. No, she she looks like she can. Handle I'm pretty herself. sure she could. She'd clock you. You'd yeah, be, you'd, I think you'd, she could. you'd be like holding your jaw a little bit, going, uh, I don't know if I want to continue down this path, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that may I don't. This is gonna sound chauvinist, but I'm not. Even like people that I know are bona fide women fighters don't look natural in action roles. Like even like that Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah, yeah. I have trouble getting through her. She's not an actress. Yeah, but I know the woman would probably dismantle me in about ten oh. seconds because she's a very she was a weightlifting, decor, uh, highly donned yeah, yeah, uh, martial sure. artist. She'd break my knee and break my nose, and I'd be laying there going, "Wow, that that sucked." But she, she, when you watch her on film, you're like, "I don't know, man." You start to think I could take a punch from her, and that's not what you want from your action stars. I don't think I could take a punch from Pam Greer when you watch Coffee. You're like. Man, she's a bad, she's a badass, you know. She she's, is a badass, yeah. And uh, it's just one of those things where, some, and some action stars, even some male stars, are like that, where you watch them and you're like, I don't know. Se- Seagal was like that. Mm-hmm. Where he could he, hurt you, but yeah, he, he looks a little awkward. He looks very fluid and awkward. I know he's a very accomplished. I know he's a very good fighter. But when you watch his earlier movies, you're like, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you could really take me, <laughs> you know. And that's what you don't yeah. want, you know. There's no brawn there. Yeah, you know? I, I I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, why don't, let's let's do the plot synopsis. All right. Well, boy, right off the bat, you start out with a shotgun blast to the head. You know. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. Okay, so the, to start the movie off, there's a there's an obvious like street hustler goes into a upper class bar to get uh and he gets a hold of a boss like a drug dealing boss. You know. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I got a woman for you. And he's like, I got women back at my table. Look over there. And he goes, he goes, I, he goes I even got white, white tail. tail. <laughs> he goes, I got black tail. I got, that. I even got white tail. And I was like, oh, 70s, you so crazy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, man. Because this is like a big, bigger, huskier guy, um, an entrenched drug lord kind yeah. of thing. And he's distributing to his his minions who sling dope on the streets. He's like, no, come on, man, you, you gotta. And he he even grabs his shoulder, and the guy looks at him like, "Are you kidding me? Yeah, like, right, how yeah. dare you touch me?" And then he pulled his hand back and went, "Oh, sorry, you know." So he comes out, and Pam Greer is in the back, and she's laying in the back of this big, huge Cadillac, very seductively. You know, she's with, not naked, but but I think boobage is hanging out. A little bit. Too. Well, there's a lot of boobage hanging out in this. Yeah. And that's where you, that is the shot where I was like. She is strikingly beautiful. Like yeah. that. That's where you you kind of go, wow. And then he's like, okay, let's go to your place and you drive. So of course, she's pretending that she needs a fix to get 
close to the people who strung her sister out. That's the yeah, that's the yeah, plot yeah. in in ten words or whatever I just yeah, said, you know. Basically. But so then, so he he says okay, and then she keeps she. So they take her back to his to the to the junk to the hustler's place, and um, she goes, why don't you turn out those lights? And then whip out of nowhere, double barrel shotgun. Oh yeah. And kablam! No <laughs> face anymore. Yeah. And you see the you see real quick the top of his head just fly. Yeah, off, it's like, it's funny. Well, now we know what we're in for here. <laughs> Got that right. So and the other guy's up there cooking up heroin because he's a junkie and a hustler, and he's making it for her because she kept the whole time she's pretending that she will do anything for drugs. That's what you know. The whole premise was I'll give you sex for drugs, and um, and, th- and then she she walks in and. She basically says, because he, he just got done shooting up, and she's like, well, you're going to do this one, too. I can. I'll die. Yoink. Yeah. So she blows the one guy's head off and ODs the the hustler and leaves the gun there. So, yay for that. Next scene, she's in an operating room. She's a nurse. So then, you know. Yeah, yeah. She's a nurse, and she, she's all. An incompetent one, I guess? I don't she's know. worn out from, like, you know, the, killing killing <laughs> all the boob flashing and people killing you know and, and killing and killing you know dealers at night so she's like all shaky and, and it was funny because the doctor's got this big old beard on <laughs> i know and it's just, <laughs> like the guy's using like painter masks and stuff like this is the worst operating room it's i've like, ever seen it's like this is like uh you know <laughs> whatever ghetto hospital or yeah. something i don't know i'm pretty sure my parts of my garage are as clean as that hospital was you know so the doctor goes get it, coffee you know you can't handle it tonight go go get go get some coffee yeah yeah they said that i'm like what? okay actually actually they 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 call her nurse coffin so her real name is Co- last name is coffin that's why they call her coffee or whatever I they heard called her that. nurse coffin i'm like oh cuz okay. even the cop says that later Come on, Coffin. And I'm like, so her name is Coffin? Yeah. Weird. So anyway, when she goes meet, uh, to uh, have coffee, she meets a, a an old flame who's a police, you know, yep. a, a police officer. And, you know, they, they talk and they get together and he's hitting on her. So she yeah. finally... He, they're in there to investigate the, the murder, the, the murder-suicide, yeah, yeah. supposedly. Yeah. But he doesn't believe it because blah, 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 you know, cop's intuition and a young guy in the forest and all that crap. Uh, and it's... One of the things that was good about this story is this is also where you see her limitations as an actress. She portrayed it really weighing heavily that she committed this murder, these murders. So this was very apparent. She wasn't a seasoned just ice in her veins yeah, killer. Yeah, yeah, no. She was very bothered by it. She wanted to talk to people about it. She wanted to talk to the cop about it, you know. But and and again this is where her limitations at that time in her life where it was apparent she wasn't a good actress no. um but she was in some she, some capacity she, she was, was a presence yeah she was, she was like a, a presence Clint Eastwood or something like right that. don't ask Clint Eastwood to cry about a, a a puppy you know no. and that's what she's being she's doing and she's she's very acting concerned and it's like okay we get it you're concerned move on yeah, right, right, exactly, yeah. but and they do a very a great amount to show that her boyfriend, not her boyfriend. Her boyfriend's a congressman or soon to be congressman. Yeah. And but she's also hanging out with this cop who's was an ex-flame who's always saying how good he is. So you have the drug dealing influence. She's a she's a, she's now a murderer. You have a cop that hasn't been turned to the dark side. He hasn't he's not he's a clean cop. He's a good cop. And she she's kind of saying all cops are are cro- crooked. And he's like, many are, but I'm not. And that's right. part of it. Like, he's the, the the good influence in the life. Right, right. The congressman, you can tell, is kind of a, just he's a freaking... He's kind of shady a little bit, but you don't back. even know. Yeah, you know, he's a congressman, you know. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? You know, if you're a politician, Well, that's he's not even a congressman. He's running for congress. Right. He's, just, he's just a politician or a city councilman. But, uh, yeah, if you're a politician, like that. that's what you are, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, so she goes out with the, her cop friend, and they go visit... Her sister in uh, the rehab, and her sister's like, you know, comatose. Or yeah, whatever. this is backstory scene. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, okay, now you see me kill, you've heard me talk, now it's time for some backstory, bang, off you go. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. The cop is looking very fretting, and oh, all these poor children, because she's talking about how drug dealers are turning them out, even her, her sister was nine years old. I'm like, drug dealers are going after kids that are nine years old? They have plenty of customers i don't yeah i mean in this I movie that's how it works and there's, you know? in this movie there's only basically two nice people mm-hmm. i mean coffee is is good is good but she's doing bad things with the cop 
You yeah. know, her and co- the cop, everybody else is an ass. Yeah, they're terrible people. Yeah. You know, and um, there's some goonish guy. Uh, well, okay, so that's over. And then she, the cop drops her off after their date to the to the to mental rehab, to, to the rehab, rehab facility. facility. And then she goes, okay, we'll see. And then she gets into the into the car to go to the congressman's bar. Yeah. And he just bought this strip club, which this this cracked me up. <laughs> there's like old couples. There's a lady going around taking people's yeah. pictures in this in this strip club. And there's like an old couple that are like, oh come on, let's, and and they're like clearly like late sixties. And I'm like, who the hell's going to a titty joint with? with that, that's that's not that's not how that works. That, that is like a thing. Like, oh, I'm gonna just take my wife of six years to watch some <laughs> young woman shake her ass around. I'm like, what world is this? You know, it's the 70s, dude. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I remember going to when I was underage, going to one of these places that was similar to that, and I saw a few couples in there too. So it was just it was just weird. It was but. very brightly lit too, and those yeah, places no, those would places, not. No, it wasn't as brightly lit. No. You're supposed to hide your shame, you know. No. But then there weren't people going around taking pictures. Hey, I'm going to take your picture at the titty bar. Hey, wait, let's move over this side so we can get the stripper in behind us. Yeah, you know? hey, wait a minute. Wee. So, so we for no morals. <laughs> so, so, then, so then she takes a picture of the two, and then they get a picture of Mr. One-Eyed Glasses Man or whatever. Yeah. And who's like, oh, um, this guy's bad because one of his... One, one of, of his, his goggles gla- is goggles black. Goggles is black. I wonder what's behind that eye. He looked know? like the guy from uh, Repo Man. Yeah, the crazy like, guy like driving Harry around Dean the Stan. alien. He looked like Harry Dean Stanton. No, no, yeah. the crazy one with the... Everyone should get... Oh, yeah, yeah, I used yeah, yeah. to get 10 x-rays a year. Oh, yeah. Everyone yeah. should... I forget the right line. I'm, I'm butchering yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, then he... For no reason, he goes in and takes, he whips out this gigantic real switchblade. Like it's, I I have a bunch of switchblades and I know their quality levels. And that one was a really actually a good one. Uh, and he, he it flips out really fast. And for some reason, he rips her boob out. Like yeah, he says, yeah, give, he, "Give me your camera, or I'll cut your boob." And I'm nobody like, nobody takes a picture of me. And I'm like, what? Did did we have to go to the boob cutting? What are you talking about? Like, what? you know, that's <laughs> Carmen. It's like this movie doesn't have enough boob yeah, in it. The guy was like, "Should I just put it to her neck?" He's like, "No, no, oh, cut her boob off." I'm like, "Gross." Yeah. All right. You, yeah, threaten her boob. Yeah, you pervy old man. But yeah. whatever. So he gets the film to to show how he doesn't fool around. Yeah. So um, anyway, they go back and there's a love making scene with with Pam Greer and uh the and the politician guy. Councilman. And uh. And that's where they start saying, oh, let's take a vacation. I want to go to Hawaii. I want to go to Acapulco, blah, blah, blah. He's like, not until after the race. And she's like, okay, that's cool. And then they drink some wine by a fireplace. I'm surprised there wasn't a white bear rug on the ground. <laughs> like, there was just, it might as well have been. We got we got the shot of, like, naked people through the, to fish the aquarium, tank. the fish tank. That's yeah. as artsy as it's going to get, yeah, you know. It, yeah. uh, so then we got that going. And then, um, I forget what happened next. What, 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 oh, what so I think it she ends up going home, and the two guys... Uh, she she ends up hooking up with the cop again somehow or another, and then remember they go they go to his house and beat the shit and, out of him and them. and the and these two hoods beat the crap out of him and put the cop in the hospital and she's she's just like kind of hurt but not real bad or whatever and then oh. the the one the one guy almost tries to rape her but the other guy goes oh, no we gotta go we gotta go Come we got on, we don't go. got time for that yeah cause, cause she's sitting at her shift at the hospital. And a weird guy comes up to, like, rape her. There's a lot of that kind of stuff where you're like, who is this? Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is just to get it, to the right. next thing. And then the yes. cop comes over and says, get out of here. And then he's like, I don't really feel like working. And she's like, neither do I. And they go, right. let's go have a cup of coffee at your house. <laughs> Whatever. And then so then he gets a phone call. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take the day off. I need to talk to somebody about some stuff. I don't really feel like working. And that's where they tip off. That's when you find out his partner, the white cop, is, bad. is the bad guy, and, and with this drug gang, because this drug gang controls the entire city of yeah. wherever they are. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying New York, but it might LA. be L.A. LA. Okay. So then, that's when the goons come and beat him up, and that's when she kind of flips the switch to becoming more of a vengeful. So then she goes to some hooker's house and beats her up and says, "Where's where's this guy? This Where does King, King George hide King his George, uh, drugs? Yeah, get his drugs, and she gives it up." And then she finds out in the process to, to get to him, she has to be some eccentric guy. So she hooks up with a pimp, pretending she's Jamaican, yeah. to get to the King George, who is the actual crime boss who has the drugs. This is getting a little convoluted. Just hang with us here. So this is only an excuse to have lots of hookers beating yeah, each other up. Yeah, and, and naked girls massaging. Naked each other. girls doing very odd things with each other. So. Yeah. 
Long story short, you know, she gets to King George, tries to kill him, fails, because Sid Haig's there to slowly grab her hand yeah, right, when there's right. a loaded gun there. And then they... Towards the end, you kind of find out that everyone's in cahoots, except Everybody. for except for Pam Greer. Like, Pam Greer, yeah. She's the only person that isn't in cahoots with this... this uh, well, mob boss. Yeah, mob boss. He was like, a, boss. is he like an Italian guy? Yeah, he's an Italian. I think okay. his name was Vittoni or something yeah, like that. And they, even boy. though he kind of sounded, looked Middle Eastern. Yeah. And even Sid Haig, I thought he was supposed to be an Arab or something, but he's an Italian. <laughs> this is where the N-word starts flying loosely, because this guy, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about 40% of this drug dealer, the, the Kingpin's uh, script is the N-word, you know. Yeah, he wants to spit on her. and Yeah, he, her he's very... Quentin Tarantino-esque in his oh, yeah. use of the N-word. Yeah. And um, so he... So I guess, like, they ca- they capture her, and they're like, who sent you? And then she, she says... She says the pimp. So they kill him. Yeah. And this is where the... the yeah, they kill King George, yeah. They, they lynch him, and they, they put him in the back of the car, and, and they drag him in the back of the car. You know, he, oh, they, he's thinking that he's going to, oh, everything's cool, you know, don't worry about it to his driver. Yeah. They just drag they just lynch him and drag him around the city. Oh, and they don't stop. And this don't scene stop. doesn't stop. No, it goes on. You can see it's a dummy, but... Yeah, yeah this is where it's really a dummy. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Not a stuntman. No, there's no stuntman getting drugged behind a gigantic car. Yeah, so he gets off. The cars in this are Chrysler. They were provided by Chrysler, and they're gloriously gigantic. Oh, yeah, they're boats. I forgot that... Well, the, the Pipmobiles. The Chrysler Fury was the biggest car in the entire universe. Oh, yeah. And they that's what they're driving. Yep. So, then, she's still captive, and then... Uh, the and then she, she, she does the thing in her... She, she does the thing... She, she likes to put, like, either razor blades or pins... In her in her fro, which yeah, is a she good has a, she has a glorious afro in this yeah. movie, seventies yeah, style. Seventies, yeah. And she puts a lot of stuff in there, like razors or sharp knives or uh, pieces of metal that she sharpens and yeah, whatever. Yeah, she got like anything she can put in her sandwiches, fro. her wallet, you know, yeah, everything. Anything, she just put everything. Yeah, it's all in there. It's convenient, really. It is. And then um, so people out there grow froze. This is one of the biggest plot points of the movie at this point. I think it's it's a little bit past Act Three, but it gets things going again. Mm-hmm. She's there, held captive by the drug lord and Sig ha- Sid Haig, and the congressman shows up, yeah. and the one-eyed Jack shows up, and everyone's in this meeting, and and he that's where he flips on her, and the politician says he goes, you can kill her. I don't know what she's talking yeah, about. Yeah, because he's thinking that he's gonna get off if he doesn't like you know, right. Break so ties he turns her. on her and says, kill her. Yeah. So Sid Haig and two cops for some reason go take her to go get killed they're going to make it look like a heroin thing Sid Haig is actually being very nice even though they're going to kill somebody yeah. he's saying oh you know uh, it's a shame I have to kill you but this is the best way yeah. it's the best way for me to murder you don't worry about it and then she's like oh it's a, she she plays him saying oh, I wish we could get together before one last time and he's like I have time for that and then he goes and they get out of the cop car and they're under some bridge and they're in a pile of garbage he starts yeah. <laughs> making out with her in a garbage pile i'm like you're gross Freaking it's sid Haig. come on sid Haig. but uh yeah so they're they're like laying down in some trash to like to like get their groove on and yeah. that's when she 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 jugular stabs him like five times yeah, he's like crying oh my jack my dad help yeah. me help me she, out of her <laughs> afro comes that piece of steel and she just starts whipping it right like stabbing him in the jugular and he's yeah. like oh. and then uh she runs and the cops die one gets brutally one gets, murdered one gets run over the oh other guy God. flips the car or whatever yeah because they're stupid yeah <laughs> so then she steals a car and she, and she gets like uh she gets injected with junk but it didn't she's pam of steel no no because she switched it for sugar oh she that's right i forgot about that, that. was one plot point in the in the pimp's house she found out where they kept the stash she took she dumped it all out and put in sugar oh so they God. injected her with that's sugar because uh, okay. even the cop goes what is it it's sugar, and he throws it. He's all angry and blah. Uh, okay. And uh, so she she escapes, steals a car from some bozo, gets a gun, runs into the house of where the politician sat. No, he leaves. He left to go to the beach house, and then um. No, she goes. She first she goes to the mob boss's house looking. That's for what I'm saying. No, no, no. Yeah. Like no, so the, the, but the, the poli- left off. Yeah, the politician left. She she runs over. She runs straight into the house and kills the one-eyed Jack. And then blast, and then the guy. She runs him over. She yeah. just runs her car into, Straight and you can see his house. like missing eye or whatever. It's like, oh look, what a shock! I got no eyeball. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, then, then the the drug dealer jumps into a pool. She shoots him. There's no blood effect in this whatsoever. No. He just sinks to the bottom with no blood. Whatever. Yeah. 
It's, you know, you know who that guy is. That's the guy who played the psychiatrist on the on Mash. Remember in Mash? Oh my God! That's the psychiatrist. Sigmund dude. Fraud. They used to call him. Yeah, or something like that. his last name was Arbus. Wow. Something Ar Don Don not Don. I forget what his name was. Alan Arbus. Yeah, Alan yeah, Arbus. Wow. Yeah, he was the psychiatrist on Mash. <laughs> that is. That's where I saw him. That now you said uh, it. A million times. So then, let end end scene. She goes to the to the beach house to confront the guy. He's getting all smarmy, saying, "Don't shoot me," and she can see she he's kind of turning her. He's she knows he's a prick, but now he's like, "The only way to save our ghetto is for us to keep the money in the in the black man's hands, and we'll change it from the inside out." She starts buying it, but then, uh oh, <laughs> uh, a blonde uh, hooker is upstairs. She's yeah. like, are you coming up, baby? Yeah. Kaboom. Shotgun blast to the junk. Right in the nuts. Or night, and then, or night yeah. in the ruts. Uh, yeah. That Aerosmith album. Yeah. And then she walks out onto the beach and... and the scene. end. Yeah. The end. Very, very classically shot. Very, very 70s. Very black exploitation. Borderline sex exploitation. It's an all-around good time, though. Um, if you appreciate Pam Greer... Um, from her later stuff, then you'll really love her in this. this yeah, is, this is this, this is, is this is the quintessential like wow, you yeah, know. Yeah. So what are you thinking? What are you gonna give it? I'm gonna give it an eight. Eight? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm dead I'm dead there with you. Uh, eight all around. Make sure you go out and get it. There's a lot of other ones out there. Uh, this Friday Foster. Friday Foster. This is part of a double pack. I got it on one one DVD. Came with both of them. Yeah, know? yeah. There's Friday Foster. There's other ones too. There's there, there was never mm-hmm. a sequel to Coffee yeah. though. Did uh, was she in Monkey Hustle? I don't think she was. She might have been. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure but she... But if you want to see her really be at her best, yeah. watch Escape from L.A. That's okay. where she plays Car- Carjack Malone. <laughs> I actually like her in the uh, Women in Prison movies because they're even more sexploitation than this thing is. That's hard they're for even... me to wrap my head around, but I believe you. Oh, yeah. they are. Trust me. And those are all on streaming. All... The Dollhouse oh, yeah, and the... Uh, the Birdcage. Birdcage, yeah. No, they're, they're more sexploitation than this thing yeah, is. Wow. Well, there yeah. you go. So, uh, I know she also has a book out. I don't read books, but if you do, you might want to check it out. Yeah, she's got Jackie Brown, you know, that mm-hmm. movie. No, what she she writes a book about being in this stuff. She does. She, yeah, it's oh, a, it's about her life. Yeah, yeah about all life. the things that yeah. she did. And, and uh, she beat know. cancer, so yeah. yay, yay yeah. for that. Yeah, that's cool. She probably had, like, something in her afro when she cut Oh, cancer. yeah, she had some, like, yeah, some afro sheen and that got rid of the cancer. <laughs> Why not? All right, and on that horribly racist joke, we're going to go, and uh, no, I don't think it's racist. All right, well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) We're, like, over by, like, seven minutes, who cares? Oh, we are? Oh, okay, I didn't know. That's the extra value for you. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, uh... I'm still recording. Why don't I hit stop? I'm going to hit stop.